got the shirt on right below him. Wow, I didn't expect that. <laughs> I'm sure the zipper is in the microphone. Yeah, um, like that could have just been you, like unzipping, unzipping your my pants. My pants. Yeah. <laughs> Let me show you. All right. I got a tattoo on my penis. <laughs> Holy shit! I don't. I don't think I could stab him. I'd have to like throw him out a window or something and not see the results. So I would never know if he actually died or something. You would I'd just look. be like, uh, you, you know, would I'd... look. <laughs> You know, like, come on, you got the blade in your hand, you're like, you'd, you'd hear the, you can't do it. You'd hear the splat, and then you'd kind of pause, and then you'd just peer out the window. Right into you're going to get a disease. Would you kill baby Hitler? Come on. I sing you uh, Assuming it's not mine, I'd probably say, no, that's not mine, man. Dude. What if it is yours? If it is mine? No, that's not mine. Exactamundo. <laughs> Hi, hey everybody! Welcome to You're Gonna Get a Disease with Luke and Nick. Hey, buddy. Hey, guy. How are you doing, man? I'm all right. I uh, I drank last night, which is uh, in my. In my world, is a rarity at this point. Were you at a Halloween party? I was. I was so, at the great Jenny Donahue's Halloween party. Always puts 150% into her Halloween party. What was the deal with the... Uh, okay, you put a bunch of pictures online of the party. I don't know if it was you. It might have been Amy. And it was just like giant tits? Uh, was I seeing the costume wrong? No. Alan Ken went as... Uh, Ken being Strawberry Jam Hands. Uh, <laughs> went as... Two breasts. They were huge tits. And Amy had retrieved a costume that I thought was wonderful last year, which was a a vagina. And she surprised me because she went as like a baseball player, but then came in wearing the vagina. She went to Lauren, the girl that created the costume, and got it and wore it. So they took a picture as the tits and vagina. Did they hand make all this stuff? Because I don't know where you you wouldn't buy these costumes. The tits were purchased. I don't know where. Uh, they were going to try to create a bra that would sort of connect them. They literally walked in with the tits. Everyone saw them, and then they took them off because they were so gargantuan. Yeah, and then they put them on for the picture. It was like I, I like the fact that the areolas were like a little bit lighter than the nipple. The nipple seemed to be a darker shade of red, at least according to the photos. That you oh, noticed. they were wonderful tits. <laughs> um, you, so they took the picture. They wanted to do like the... You know, you were uh, a jester slash Jesus? No, no. I was a jester, an evil jester. I borrowed the costume from my brother-in-law in one scariest costume. But she has, she does like a, a game every year. And last year she had like 40 movie posters, scary movie posters, without mm-hmm. the titles or any words on it. And you had to figure out what movie each one was. That's a good game. Yeah. And this year's game was the uh, Bowl of Fate. And you had to pull a card and the card would tell you you have to... Like, I pulled the first card. I said, what is this? And her husband was like, oh, this is the bowl of fate. No one's done it yet. And he said, you had to pull it with two witnesses. You had to do whatever it said on the card. And all some right. of them were... Within you, reason? Or was there some really ridiculous ones in there? There was... And they all, you know, stayed within... You know, <laughs> the just It wasn't like, give someone a blowjob. No, it was... <laughs> it was... I so I went. Oh, I'll pull the first card because no one wanted to pull because they didn't know what was it, what was going to come out. Mm-hmm. And I pulled the first one. I said, "Walk into a room, 
and moon the room. <laughs> so I went over and I mooned the room. This bright white ass, I'm and, sure, was just sparkling. Um, <laughs> Jenny's husband went as uh, one of the dudes from uh, Duck Dynasty. Oh, so he had the long wig on, and uh, he pulled, uh, give a piece of your costume to someone else, and they must wear it for a half hour. And uh, Jenny's like, give Luke hair. And so I wore that and immediately was, was you know, uh, likened to Christ. It was really creepy how Christ liked the hair look like on you. Yeah. You look like dirty Jesus. That's That was I like, I thought the costume was like, Hey, you don't know. fuck around. I'm the goddamn Messiah. <laughs> <laughs> you played Jesus here one year, too. Yeah, I was. I was oh, saying I, that was the itchiest costume ever. And that's where a gay man said he would like to really sleep with my wife. That was at the same party. I see. Yeah, that, he was a pro. Uh, uh, yeah, I probably shouldn't say the name on the air, but. He exclaimed to me that he would really like to take that opportunity for at least one hour be straight. And I thought that was uh, quite the compliment, actually. So, Well, if we're thinking of the same person, I, yeah, I, know, he's, the same person. I know he's dabbled in that that <laughs> arena as well. So, Any port in a story. I, 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 like remember, I remember um, he took a picture between your wife and Jonah's wife. And he said, ah, I was taking the picture for him. And he goes, ah, the two women that could turn me straight. And then someone else walked behind him and he goes... And the one that keeps me running back to being gay. <laughs> and I thought that was one of the greatest lines ever. Uh, we can't say more than that. Um, besides uh, Halloween, it was bullshit. We took Ellie out trick-or-treating and all that. And, and the wind and the cold. It was. We got like one block. And like, okay, we're going to buy you candy. This is bullshit. Like her costume is falling apart and the wind yeah. blowing everywhere. I saw like this little Super Mario flying down the street. He gets hit by a car and goes, <laughs> Speaking of getting hit, I ran this morning and uh, it, it wasn't anything crazy. And I'm going across one of the uh, the four-way stops right in front of the subdivision, right where the, the light is. And um, I can tell that, that the guy is not paying attention to the stop sign. You're looking ahead and you're seeing the guy just going and going and he's not decelerating toward the stop sign. Mm-hmm. It's like, even if I wasn't there running, you should be slowing down. Sure, it's a stop sign. It's a stop sign. I he went right toward my knees. I had to jump out of the way because he was going to decide that he was going to just blow the stop sign. So and you were running in the street? No, I was running in the crosswalk. Ah. And I was, you know, I, I run very slowly in the crosswalk just because I see this guy not slowing down. <laughs> just and because you want to spend more time in the street in case someone decides they want to hit you? I jumped. I was Frogger. I, so we almost didn't do this podcast this morning. I almost had a broken leg. You would have leg. done it. I would have rode to the hospital with you. You would have done it in the street. I would have, I would have, been, in the, my face. I would have been in the ambulance. How are you feeling, Nick? <laughs> Running is stupid. Yeah. It is. So other than that, uh, we had uh, some people respond. We I, I we had a great response to the uh, the Halloween episode. Mm. People enjoyed it. Uh, I've heard people talking about it at the bar, which was really cool. Yeah, we had our exchange with Jill. Oh, yeah. Jill, Jill uh, his husband wrote us. Well, he wrote us through Jill. Yeah. And he said it's really good that that prank never came to fruition. Otherwise, Jill would have literally died. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Figured it? No, literally. She would have just been yeah, dead. Yeah, I would not have a wife. <laughs> but we'll get. To, I want to get Jill on an episode. I think now. she should be on an episode. She Absolutely. thinks that we're doing it to try to scare her. No, I really want to no, just no. have her on the I'd, show. I, I want, I, we need a female perspective. Jill is very, uh, from what I know about Jill, she's kind of got my viewpoints on like when it comes to politics and social issues and everything. 
Oh, Luke, you're so confused. <laughs> and besides that, we've got some corrections. The Ovaltine factory uh, closed in 85 to 88. It was like they started closing in 85. So it was like five to eight years after I originally said. And then I looked it up a little bit more. The Ovaltine factory is featured on a website called strangeusa.com. Okay. I did a little Google search about... Let's let's see how accurate Nick's story was. Let's see if anybody else has said anything. Mm-hmm. So sure enough, there's been all kinds of stories about the place, mm-hmm. uh, and it was a frequent hangout spot for Satanists, not Wiccans. So I might have seen Satanists, give it or take, but they did a lot of animal um, sacrifices there. Oh, lovely. A lot of animal sacrifice. So the local police blotters and everything always found like dead carcasses of animals and everything. So they put the condos on top of where everything was. They, they kept the existing uh, warehouse section and they, they turned it into condos. They you know, made everything look awesome. I've seen pictures of it. But several people apparently have moved out of the condos experiencing animal hauntings. Hearing sound effects from dogs and cats and squirrels and shit mm. that are inside their apartment, but there's obviously no animals there because right. I think it's an animal-free condo. Well, so, there's your problem, right? There. Yeah, so kind of, kind of creepy, right? It, it is. It's, 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 it. You know, as you were explaining that, I, I, I can't help but wonder. I mean, you and I are pretty normal-thinking people. Hmm. Um, I just wonder how people get to certain points. Like how do you more youth and stupid? There's adults. I mean, oh, think of like a a a fucking like serial killer, or you know, I I watch the shows and the people that like decide that the best option is to murder my wife, or you know, vice versa. And you, but you kind of, I kind of sit there and I go, at what point do you decide? And with everything that you've been told your whole life, that you go, yeah, I think it's worth the risk, you know, or. Yeah, I, I I think I'm leaning towards Satanism because everything I've read about Satan is good. You know, it's so weird, right? Like, I, I I don't know how people get to that. I mean, there's so many because you, you're told you, Satan is evil. Yeah, so I'm going to worship evil. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you get to a crossroad. I mean, I think we all have those moments where you go, "Oh, I have the option to do what I would normally do," or <laughs> "Wow, wouldn't it be like you know driving a car?" Okay, and you see a guy running and go. I mean, there's been points where I said. People, there would be someone that would have the thought, like, I could just clip this guy and keep going and no one would ever know. Uh, you know what I mean? Or why, something. why would you think it? Yeah. But it, you, you, you go, you see someone running and you say, that pops to your head for a second. And you go, oh, f- of course not. Of course I yeah. wouldn't do that. But I, I just said an example. You know, you have those moments in your life, like, you know. <laughs> get away with it. <laughs> I, could do, I could do something. But then there's people that cross over and just. It's bizarre. Hey, hey, okay, I like to think there's degrees of stupid when I when I just said like those might have been kid Satanists, and now I say kid, I mean like teenagers like me. So like let's let's take my scenario. I'm like 14, 15 years old. I'm going to a place that is forbidden to go into. If you get caught trespassing, you get a fifteen hundred dollar fine by the cops of Villa Park. All right, so you're, it's a condemned building. You don't go in there. But fifteen year old me thought. Let's go in. It could be fun. Of course. Yeah, because the stupidity, like, I, I wasn't scared of it. And, you know, you people have hurt themselves in there. People have probably died in there because of the elevator shafts and everything missing. Like, mm-hmm. people being stupid, people doing drugs and just walking around the joint. Yeah. And so me thinking that it was going to be a fun time and just tagging, you know, uh, like, 
spray paint on the wall and, and making drawings and stuff like that. What I'm doing felt very innocent. Yeah. But there would be people that viewed what I was doing. Like, mm-hmm. he's a fucking dumbass for right. going there. But were you taking unnecessary risks in yeah. there? I, I mean, were you, like, swinging from beams? No, and, no, okay. no, no. I wasn't doing parquet or whatever. It's parkour. I'm going to tell you a story. Jumping off walls and shit. Uh, there's a, a girl I'm friends with that's in the theater. Her mm. name is Devon. And uh, she had a friend, has a friend or whatever. Um, it was a friend, then they dated, and then they broke up. And I don't think she still talks to him. But when I say that this gentleman was dumb, <laughs> I'm being kind. Okay. And Where I'll give you, you an example. He, he actually got a job for a little while at my bank. Okay. And I... Every Friday, I go to the bank, drop off the deposit, get change for the weekend. He counted my change wrong three weeks in a row. Like, unbelievably wrong. <laughs> and he works at a bank. Yeah. You know they got calculated. And then they right? told me that he went to lunch one day and just never came back. So that's how he quit his job. Um, but going back... Did you hire him at a real there's a, Oh, God. He, <laughs> a friendly guy, but like Blockhead. So Blockhead goes to an abandoned factory in Joliet... And they would go Ooh, in there. Do you know which one? I don't remember. Oh, it's too bad. This is a couple years ago. There was a story about I it. Have a, I have a thrill about abandoned like factories and well, using parts and shit. I love that stuff. Genius Boy was standing on a piece of sheet metal oh, that no. was covering a hole in the roof. And thought it would be fun to bounce up and down on the metal because it would bow. Hmm. And fell through and oh. fell three floors and almost died. Like broke all kinds of bones and internal injuries. And the dude survived. And I just, I wonder at what point. You put yourself in the same spot. Luke's on the roof. You just happen to be there and you got that sheet metal. At at one point, do you think it's a good idea to jump on the sheet metal? I don't. Any any normal person. Let's say I get get flashed to the roof. Yeah. I go, what the fuck am I doing on a roof? (laughs) And I climb down. (laughs) You don't look at the sheet metal and go, trampoline. Yeah. I mean, that was his genius moment. Um, So I don't, I don't have any desire to go exploring big factories that have been abandoned. It just doesn't do it for me. You know, when you're a kid, you just, you don't see it as this dangerous place. You see it as this could be interesting. Yeah. Well, if it's a kid. Okay. Yeah. But this dude was like 22 years old. (laughs) So, well, it took Satanists slash Wiccan slash whatever they were chasing me out of the building for me to never go back. Like I, I'd never set foot in the place. Maybe they were security. Uh, and that was their way of keeping you out. They got a unique uniform. Choice. They can they can chase you in a you know a, a rent a cop uniform and tell you, hey you come here kids, or just follow you with a candle and fuck your life up for so, twenty years. So uh, after the episode was posted, I I did a uh, appendix to it, an addendum, if you will. I put it on the "You're Gonna Get a Disease" Facebook page. Now check it out if you guys really want to see what I was talking about. There was a guy in 1991 that took VHS video camcorder footage of the Ovaltine factory. He's got two 10-minute films. He posted it on YouTube a long time ago. And this was about four years prior to my story. And if you really want to see what this place looks like, there's two 10-minute videos on our page. Go check them out. It's called Ovaltine 1991A and 1991B. Uh, there's, There's audio in the footage, but he doesn't talk. And it is some of the, it's just him walking around the abandoned building. And uh, my experience 
four years after these videos were taken, the place had become so much shittier than what's in those videos. And the stuff in the videos is insanely shitty. So, like, it just kept deteriorating yeah. throughout, throughout time. And uh, you could see the beginning of the graffiti and the, uh, the swastikas and the Satan stuff and the 666s on the wall. It is... If you want to creep yourself out, go ahead and There's watch the videos. weird people yeah. out there. And I'm really glad that somebody actually took the time to videotape it because it really... Helps my story, explains it a lot better. I'm like, this is where this is where this happened. This is where this happened. So check it out. It's really really cool stuff. If you like to see creepy stuff, that's kind of real. Which is, do you think we nice. could get Rob to help us? Absolutely. Take, take Jill to the Ovaltine uh, factory. <laughs> the apartments. <laughs> yes. This is where the puppy was sacrificed. Yes. You're in someone's so, living room. What did you think of the? Uh, the, uh, the episode. I, I, hadn't, I hadn't talked to you about it. I think the only text I'm like, man, we make a good show. And that was about it. So I thought... I, I thought it was fine. You I know, I, 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 I listen and then I get surprised by things because literally I say something or you say something and I forget about it 30 seconds later. So I go, oh yeah, we did talk about that. You, you, oh yeah. You never, Luke never hears a show before it's aired. I think the first three maybe I made a copy for you as you left the house. Yeah. But I mean, like we... Seriously, we we see each other one hour a week, and we do this show. If yeah. we're lucky, we see each other for a barbecue or something in between. Yeah, but we see each other for an hour. That's it. We go to our respective jobs and work and family, and you yeah. know this. Yeah. Yeah. So the only opportunity we get to talk about the show is on, on the, the show. Show, which is sad. I thought it was fine. I mean, I you know, as long as people enjoy it. I mean, I don't know what people like. Yeah. I, I... <clears throat> well, they obviously. Uh, don't like politics. Episode seven is not ticked up once, <laughs> right? <laughs> but which is a shame because we're going to talk politics in this episode. So yeah. Just a fair warning: our elections are coming up, Luke. Oh, Woo! they don't like Jimmy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nobody listens because of Jimmy. Um, there was one other thing that was brought up to me. Um, I can't remember who it was. It's going to bug me. Uh, but it was a regarding Doctor Luke. Dr. Luke, we had a question. Uh, If your significant other asked you to give up pornography, would you give it up? Now, we flipped it to football. Like, if Amy asked you to give up football, would you give up football? Right. Which you you elicited one of the funniest responses of all time. Like, we would have never gotten to that point in the conversation, but... Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, it's great. You learn early on. If, if, if it gets to that point after you're married, then you did not communicate well. But somebody brought up a very good point, and it's bugging the shit out of me who it was. Um, they said pornography is different, and here's why it's different. And I, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with their point, but I wanted to bring it up to you and see what you thought. Okay. Are we going into Dr. Luke? No, we're not. This is, this do is, I need this to get my... Still, if we want to call it, this is the corrections department from like... Okay. Like, we're bringing I, up old shit. Because when Dr. Luke comes up, I have to put my diploma on the wall behind me. <laughs> I didn't go to seven years of fake medical school to get a fake diploma. So uh, we we were just brought up that... Um, God, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. We She was saying that pornography... If I'm asking my husband to give up pornography, mm-hmm. it's because... Not that I'm asking him to give him something he enjoys. It's because I feel he is now mentally cheating on me. He's looking at women that are not me for the sole purpose of climaxing, for getting his rocks off. And to me, it feels like it's very disrespectful that he would have to seek 
other avenues when I am his significant other. Okay. Who he has access to. All right. Now, granted, sometimes they may be tired. Okay. Sometimes it's not in the mood. But here's here's the idea. Okay. If sex is the base of your relationship, it's not a very strong relationship. It might be a fun relationship. But let's take take sex out of it. I want to applaud you right now. That was very eloquently put. That was that was nice. I like that. Doctor Luke speaks that was very truth. nice. Um, so, Good job. but okay, let's say let's just put movies. If your husband's sitting there watching a movie for the dialogue that he enjoys mm. and is really interested in the exchange and whatever's going on, is he cheating on you because he's enjoying other avenues of communication rather so than talking saying- to you? Is he cheating on you if he plays a sport because he gets the thrill of playing the sport and is not getting that thrill with you? See, I don't know how many women you would convince. I, I mean, I, I like what you're saying. I really do. But... I mean, I can see it from the viewpoint is that when it comes down to it, you are going to this avenue because you want to come. Okay. You know, I will ask. All right. I will ask this woman who asked you this question. Mm. Do you own a vibrator? If you do own, if you masturbate and use a vibrator or even then you are cheating on your husband with your hand or your toy. Okay, because you are you go using other avenues to get your rocks off. With well, those, you, you, with are those. you in the, on the camp that everyone does it? Masturbate? Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! yeah. yeah, yeah Come on. Any, <laughs> were you one of those kids in high school? Like, no, I don't do that. That's ridiculous. I don't think we talked about it. <laughs> I think it was just kind of you. Kind of gave a, a knowing nod to someone. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, we had. You this- know, you kind of you kind of look at someone and give them the the real quick little one one head down like. I rubbed one out last night. All right, uh, a quick slap of the hands of the guys over at the other show. Um, that just happened. Me and Rodney went to school, and I don't know if Rodney remembers this, with a kid we called Turbo. <laughs> because he got, he got caught spanking in the fucking St. Joe's bathroom one time. Which, you know, a, as a young man in a high school, if you get caught doing it, it's... Oh, yeah. oh just... Well, that, he deserved that. Yeah. Because... <laughs> If you can't wait till you get home, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. Come on, it's like go home. You man. deserve the bullying after that point, you know. You really that's where couldn't... that's where bullying is actually justified. Is when Rodney, if you remember Turbo, let me know. That was if, yeah. if you get caught spanking it. I I would venture to guess the principal probably mocked him. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great nickname too. Turbo. <laughs> His hand was going so. Well, what do you you know? The principal probably calls him. What's up, one eye? You know. <laughs> Well, we're we're, uh, we're done with uh, all the shit that has happened. So let's get into it. Um, we obviously know our political viewpoints, so mm-hmm. that's kind of irrelevant to the conversation. Mm-hmm. But we got a fun election coming up in uh, two days. Okay. <clears throat> so I wanted to talk to you about kind of the morality and respect you have towards elections itself, and by that I mean. As a Republican, let, me make, a, let Republican. me make a note. I'm not yeah. a registered Republican. You're, you're not. Okay, no. I'm, I'm not a registered Democrat. I've always considered myself an independent. Let me even let me make a mention. I just want to note yeah. here that you brought up politics. I did not. Yes, I did. Because okay. it's, well, it's, if we're going to talk about politics, it's a really appropriate time to do it. It's okay. two days away from the election. Yeah. Because so, um, this this actually is not going to spark a fight. This is going to be more of the how you view politics in general. Mm. If you're leaning right and you go to the booth mm-hmm. and say you don't like 
the uh, the Republican candidate. Mm. Do you, as a Republican or a guy that leans towards sort of conservative viewpoints, vote the party line? No. Even if you don't like the candidate, no. I am. 100% the same way. I can't bring myself to vote this election because I can't vote for the Republican candidate and I can't stand the Democratic candidates. So this election to me, at this point, it's so almost you, like the lesser of two evils. You don't like Pat Quinn. No. But you can't vote for Rauner. No. And so, my, and so the, 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 it comes down to, do you vote for Pat Quinn just because... Or do you just stay home because you know you can't vote for the other guy? On a on a on a smaller level, it's much easier to vote the other way than I normally lean. The, like a lesser of two evil vote. Well, no, 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 no. In uh, your own opinion, lesser of two evil. Like I will yeah. read. I read. I try to do research with local elections. I think they're more important. Well, I they all you know they range in importance, but I know a guy might be classified as a Democrat on the a lower level. Mm. And he might agree with a lot of the shit I agree with. It's always um, I, one or two things that... Yeah. yeah. There's a, I'm never going to 100% agree with somebody. <laughs> if you do, then it's um, not human. You know, I go back to the 2004 election mm-hmm. with Bush and John Kerry. And I looked for every reason to vote for John Kerry. I, I went... I mean. looked at him and I went... I... I wasn't terrible. I wasn't, you know, like, Bush is terrible. But I was like, okay... There's got to be a better option. And I, 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 I studied him, and I watched him, and I, I looked at And I went, God damn, dude, you're fucking brutal. Yeah, he was brutal. Absolutely brutal. And I'm like, I have to vote for Bush again. So I was looking for a reason to vote the other way. I was trying to find someone that was more... Well, I was like, why didn't you vote for a third party? I, that always comes down like, what, do you think because the third, third party is, not a, gonna, is it yeah. a waste? That's it's a waste. Opinion, it's a waste. It's a waste. See, that's that's what I always come down to. Like, is it really a waste? And if it is a waste, what's the point of voting? Well, the point is, I don't want to vote for the you, other guy. If you get it, it, the the thing about the third party thing, and I didn't know this at the time, but now it's you know. If they get a certain percentage of the vote, they can be on the ballot in the future. Mm-hmm. And you, I know you that. Build, I would like to see. I would like to see another party, Absolutely. and that's why I was happy when the Tea Party kind of came along because it's a third option. And so many people go, "Oh, Tea Party is Republican." No, it's a different fucking party. Okay, I think the Tea Party's viewpoint is very far right compared to the standard Republican. Yeah, but, you know. they're the people that went. Oh, you're trying to you're you're getting too towards the middle with the Democrats and meeting them halfway. We're going to stay far right and be, and that's fine because I want that different viewpoint. Because I I'm not I, I'll never say that a Tea Party candidate wouldn't you come would along. You'd much rather have a lot more people at the table than uh, just two. I want, Regardless I want, of the I want choices. I want people choices to get as close as, as close to my viewpoint as possible. I mean, you talk about, I, I look at Pat, he's a fucking criminal and he's failed miserably. Why does, why does it take, when DCFS has their meetings in Joliet, why does, why does it take them eight weeks to pay me for food that they get? Because the, the state is bankrupt. They said we don't have any money. It's going to take us eight weeks. Can you work with that? But I mean, like, do you think that there's anybody that is currently on the ballot that is going to change anything as far as Illinois goes? I mean, we're obviously two guys from Chicago. 
I, we I, can relate to Illinois shit. If I had known People this was list, coming up, yeah. I would have brought my little notes that I took because I've kind of looked up names and I see the commercials and I say, okay, let me see what this guy's all about. I can't stand the commercials, man. They're killing me. Well, it gets because They're they all say the same shit. Them. They make up shit about each you other. Know what? You know they what blatantly lie about the other candidate. It's not it's even the fucking lie. horrible. It's like there'll be a commercial for Pat Quinn uh, against Pat Quinn. Pat Quinn is an evil son of a bitch. That Pat Quinn hates children. Dog. Yeah, and then like the very next commercial, Bruce Rauner. Bruce Rauner fucking raped a chipmunk. Yeah, his last visit to Brookfield Zoo. Yeah, are you a chipmunk? Well, I, I think the thing that got me was um, and it's Pat back Quinn. To back. Pat it's Quinn never a, like yeah. separated. Pat Quinn had a commercial that said Pat Quinn wants to eliminate minimum wage, and I went, "Is this true?" And or, or Bruce Rauner wants to eliminate minimum wage, and I went, "Oh, okay. Let me look up Bruce Rauner." So I looked it up, and I I found the speech they were referring to, and his words were, "I want to I want minimum wage to be federal minimum wage to go up so that Illinois, because Illinois has like a seven twenty five, even yeah. though federal is eight twenty five, which is kind of silly because you pay you have to pay twenty five state rights. God damn it! Um, <laughs> and every surrounding state." Has a lower minimum wage than us, so or no Illinois is eight twenty four. Whatever the I, point I, is, I, I don't know. The yeah, point I don't, is, I don't our know. state is higher than Indiana, mm-hmm. Wisconsin. You know, all the states that touch us. And he said, "I want it to all go up because we're losing businesses to other states." Mm-hmm. He goes, "So I want it to be equal. I don't want Illinois to go up until the states around us go up." And and that was turned into, he wants to eliminate minimum wage. And I, it's just a blatant lie. It's, it's like, and that, that's what kills me is they can just fucking say anything. Never waste uh, the opportunity to edit a good soundbite. You know what I'm saying? Like, you never waste that opportunity. It's, oh, it's speaking of edit, one hundred and one. Jonah so. did not see him on a, himself on a horse riding with Putin until last night. Are you kidding? I showed it to you. I go, you didn't see it. I go, I showed it to him. He's like, oh my god. <laughs> Aaron like liked it like ten minutes after I put it up. You would figure his wife would be like. Hey, Jonah. <laughs> but this is normal in their life, you know. Putin probably picked him up at the house. Jonah's very funny. <laughs> With the, uh, Hold my love handles. <laughs> man, politics, and I understand why people don't like them. I really do. And Jimmy brought up a great point. It's It elicits terrible responses, and it makes people not like each other. Mm-hmm. And... I think religion almost falls into the same viewpoint where because people find conflicting ways to dislike each other. If you can learn anything from this show, you will learn that two people with, I would say, very different viewpoints when it comes to politics can get along fairly well. And, you know... That's because in spite of your religious beliefs and in spite of your political leanings and everything else, you can still be a decent human being. Yes. And that's what kills me is the, the whole, oh, you evil... Republicans want no. I'm not an evil person. If you know me, you know I'm a I'm a very generous guy. What did I say about last time? You have to drink at least two glasses of baby blood every week to survive, not three. Yeah, right. right. He's, not a, he's not a fucking animal. Yeah, I mean they make it out like I'm. <laughs> I, I've been I've been painted sometimes as like, and I get lumped. It's funny because I get lumped in with. You, the minute someone finds out I'm a Republican, because I go into those little, you know, the, the comment section and whatever, and oh, I'll, yeah, we'll yeah. talk, we'll deba- I'll debate with people. Um, and the minute someone finds out, they immediately make me like a born again Christian Bible beater, and it's so funny because they'll be like, "Oh, and you don't believe in evolution either," and I'm like, 
Yeah, it's it's an easy. At what point did that come up, guy? Easy target to accuse somebody of all the faults of of a very small minority, right? And you, it's the same as the people that lump me. Oh, you're a Cub fan. Well, you just go to the park to get drunk. (laughs) Well, Luke does not go to the park to get drunk. If there's one Cubs fan. It doesn't go to the park to get drunk. It's it's Luke. He will go and watch the fucking game, pitch to pitch, yeah. and analyze and, you know. And I get drunk. Speaking of... There is the, the, the addition. I, I want to interject baseball into our political conversation real quick. All right. Did you see Game 7 of the World Series at all? I saw some of it. Uh, Bumgarner? Is, am I saying his name right? Yeah. I I uh, I have, a, I think, a new favorite pitcher. and He's a good pitcher. He is... I, it was beautiful the way he was. If you're a baseball fan and you are a baseball player, like if you're an up and coming person and you want to study somebody and how to do it right, that fucking guy just shut down an entire offense. Mm-hmm. It was it three was games, beautiful. Three games he pitched. The way he would just level up the pitches, mm-hmm. go a little bit higher and a little bit higher. And these guys were just it's a, stymied. It's a, There's nothing they it's could do. A, look, talent oh, talent beautiful. comes and goes. Now, I wanted you the know, Royals to win. You can, yeah, I did too. I wanted um, to root for them. Like, man, I got to root for the pitcher, pitcher at the same time. You can throw the thing 200 miles an hour. Yeah. But if the guy gets the bat on it, Ugh. it's going to go. But you look at someone, and I go back to my favorite all-time player is Greg Mannix. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he invented it, but he sure brought it to light. You don't have to throw hard. It's changing speeds, changing placement of the pitch. Okay? Getting getting in the guy's head and say, he's looking outside, so I'm going to hit him right on the handle of the bat here. Mm-hmm. You know, And that's what Baumgartner did. He said, okay... Uh, he laid off that that high pitch. I'm going to throw it again because he's not going to lay off. You know, he's not going to lay off a second time. You know what I mean? He, yeah. I'm going to go inside. Okay, now he's looking inside. I'm going to hit that outside corner. I'm going to change speed up so he, you know he's ahead of the ahead of it just enough to hit it off the end of the bat and kind of dribble it to the short. It was beautiful, and that's how the guy pitches. And he's he will have a long career if he stays in that mode. I am sad that that was the lowest rated World Series of all time. They were they were doing the ratings because of the teams that were involved. It's San Fran and Kansas City. But man, if you're a baseball fan, that was one of the best games I think I've ever seen. Game 7 of the World Series. Yeah, it was great. Was, but, was beautiful. But you get but that's that's a symptom of our society. Yeah. We we are short short attention span. We need violence. And craziness constantly happening. You can't stop and appreciate the fact that the dude threw a nice 20, cutter on the inside corner. Like and then innings, right? All together? I don't remember 20 no-run innings in the World Series. Yeah, his World Series ERA in three years, in three World Series appearances, is like .26. Man, so... Sorry, I had to interject a little baseball. We didn't get a chance to talk about any well, we World can talk, Series. I, what do you think of the, how the Cubs handled Joe Madden? Um... Well, obviously it was leaked. If you're a Cubs fan, you got to be a little bit happier right now. Joe Madden, from what I know about him, he's a very analytics kind of guy. What is a, what are those baseball analytics called? They're, they're the, he's a he's a number cruncher. Yeah. He is oh, yeah. he is by far a stat guy 100 uh, percent. The way he manages things, and I think he's a good fit because he changes the game for the Cubs. Me and Luke were getting into it back and forth. Uh, he's obviously friends with Ozzie Guillen. 
And I said, "What's the what's the possibility?" And they've been talking about this on a couple. Of, how is he? I was, how is I, he obviously I, friends with Isaac Gann? He's friends with Isaac Gann. He probably he, Isaac Gann probably mows his lawn. <laughs> I don't know if that's racist. All right, what? He doesn't have a job. He doesn't have no, a job right um, now. He probably mows his lawn. They, I wasn't the first person to bring this up. Callers brought this up on ESPN. Callers brought this up on the Score. Okay, and a lot of the announcers said, "You know what?" It's a small possibility, but it might be a possibility. You'd see Ozzy on the north side as a third base coach or something like that. And it, I don't see why not. Because he's a tool? They, well, you don't have to like Ozzy Gein. And I said to you before, but the guy, they have so many uh, Latin players on I the I think Cubs. he's a cancer. If you're going to bring in an interpreter, don't bring someone in that's going to try to take the focus. Why is he a cancer? Dude. Because of what he, he says? Fucking imp- he fucking imp- he imploded. As a, as a White Sox manager, he fucking imploded. Then went down to Florida and couldn't even last a season because he couldn't keep his fucking mouth shut. Wouldn't you say that Ozzie Guillen is in the vein of uh, a guy that doesn't keep his mouth shut like Mike Dick is a guy that doesn't... He got in a fucking shit with the McCaskies and back in fucking, the 80s. And then fucking sank he, his career. It, sank his, it didn't sink Mike Dick's career. Well, <laughs> not, he's not as, it sank his career as a coach. As sank his career as a coach, he came back for the, the Saints years later. And, and he was terrible. And he didn't pay off at all. But Mike Ditka is still a Chicago guy through and through. Because he won us the Super Bowl. <clears throat> Absolutely. If Mike Ditka does not win that Super Bowl, we don't talk about him. Ozzie right. Guillen can go into any fucking bar or restaurant, with the exception of Aurelio's and Joliet, and sit down, and somebody's going to buy him a drink. Not on the north side. <laughs> Get the fuck I'm out. I'm sorry. I don't think Ozzie... I think Ozzie Guillen was a benefit of a perfect <laughs> storm. Then the White Sox, I give them all the credit for he winning that series because they went, they they got hot <laughs> at the right time. They were at a point where, I mean, if you remember that season, they almost got caught and not made the playoffs by uh, Cleveland. I was just talking about they this. They were falling apart, and then all of a sudden they got hot. Do I think that was because of Ozzie Guillen? I think Ozzie Guillen managed it well, but I would not call him a great manager. Because I, a great manager will have consistent winning team. Bruce Bochy is a great manager. I, I, I want to say Ozzie Gann, they could have won two. They could have won two, realistically. He had the team to win two. The very next year, I think we had 91 wins or something like that. And he, he, he missed the playoffs the by a game or something okay. like that. Yeah, it's, it's one of those situations where he caught lightning in a bottle, and he was the perfect manager for the time of the team at the point where they were at. So that's baseball. Time. But I don't think Ozzie Gann could step in places and make winners. I think Joe Madden an assistant coach is a guy that with can Joe do Madden, that. I think he would be solid for you guys. I, I mean, I would I would think he would help. I don't think it's necessary. I think he's an expensive liability. I don't think he get paid a lot to go there with his yeah. name because he's a World Series winning manager. He wouldn't do that anyway. I doubt he would take an assistant job. All right, so and why? Why? Honestly, I, and and I, I know you're a Cubs fan through and through. You got Cubby Blue bleeding through your veins. He's got the shirt on right below him. Wow, I didn't expect that. <laughs> I'm sure the zipper is in the microphone. Yeah. Um, like, that could have just been you, like, unzipping, unzipping your my, pants. my pants. Yeah. <laughs> Let me show you. Right. I got a tattoo on my penis. <clears throat> Do you think that this move will get you to the promised land? No. No? I think it's a piece. It's a piece. All right. So, I mean, there's a lot of here's, people. Here's there's, what a few, there's a few of my friends on Facebook going, well, no, they expect need, that World Series they need, championship they in need, two years. They need one or two starters. They need a probably a, a corner outfielder. Mm. I would love to see them go after Nelson Cruz. But 
Here's what it spells for Cub fans. And I'm, I'm speaking truth here. They may never win it under these guys. But when Theo Epstein, who is the vice president, came in, he said, here's my plan. I need to rebuild the farm system. We have we need to, to get a consistent... Because they changed all the way money and contracts and how you can pick people and how you can draft and all this shit and how you can get foreign players. They completely changed it so he can't do it like he did in Boston. Yeah. So he said, to build a consistent winner, you need to build from the bottom up. You need to have constant good players coming through the system that are going to take the place of the guys that get too expensive or get aged and they think they got two or three good years left and you say, well, fuck, I got a 22-year-old that has the same numbers that I can bring up and let this guy go. That's the... He said, five years, I will rebuild the farm system and... That's the time limit he gave, five years, right? Five years. He just finished. He he just finished year three. Okay. In year two, there were a lot of goddamn idiots out there that were going... Oh, look, he's a fraud. Look, they're still terrible. They're still in last place. Oh, look, they traded away, you know, and they get this, uh, Jeff Samarja, and they're freaking out. I'm like, Jeff Samarja is not going to carry the Cubs to the World Series. But they traded him way away to the number one shortstop prospect in the league. And then people go, oh, you got three awesome shortstops. Yeah. We got three awesome shortstops. You could put one at second and trade one yeah. for an awesome pitcher, for yeah. someone better than Samarja. Here, well, I think the pieces are they, falling in place for you guys. It's but just, that's just know. it. It's a piece. And as a Cub fan, it makes me happy that it's every year we take a step forward. I look at all these fucking guys on the, in the minors that are coming up now, and I go, fuck yeah, they're good. And then I look, and, I, and he says, we are going to make a splash this year. And you look at who's out there. John Lester. Uh, Max Scherzer. Um, uh, Shields, uh, Nelson Cruz. If they get two of those guys, all right, they're contenders. And they, they signed a manager. Is the manager going to win? A, you, they say what a great manager will win you four or five games a year. Okay, <laughs> but I don't believe that's that. It that's is more. But I mean, saying yeah. it's, it's a minimal. <clears throat> it's a minimal. It, a manager can't win without the players. No. Okay. Players can win without a manager. No, it's, it's the old thing. Is, is Phil Jackson a great manager or great coach because he had the right pieces? Or was he a great manager because he was a great manager? Well, I mean, you but give you, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant to anybody, are they going to manage to squeak out a championship? In Kobe Bryant hasn't won without Phil. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you can uh, make the argument either way. So, but my point is... It, to me, it is obviously. It is. I'm excited because they went and snagged who is considered a great man. They're constantly taking a step forward. They're taking a step forward, even when they trade a great player. It is a step forward because to me, it says, "Aha!" So they're you know they're getting more young, so you good get a talent. Excited on the starting to think about it. Well, know? yeah, because yeah. you get you you. They're taking a step forward. My team is is doing what they said they were going to do. They're early. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. They're, they're further along than they expected to be. They're remodeling the stadium, which means more money is going to come in. They're going to have more advertising. They can, you know, they're remodeling the clubhouse. Joe Madden is going to bring in free agents. People are, are people going to go, I want to go play for the Cubs in Rick Renneria. Or are they going to go, Joe Madden's a good fucking manager. I'm going to go play for him. Let's, let's switch gears. Let's switch gears right now. Let's bring it down. What about the Bears today? What, what, what? It's our bye week right now. The Bears are 3-5. and five. Any chance to salvage no. the season? No. You're, you're, unless, you're, you're hanging it up? You're no. Hanging well, it no. Up? Mel Tucker needs to go. People can can mock Jay Cutler all they want. 
His his performances have been pretty shitty. Are they shitty or are they a- fucking are, are magnified they because magnified, he can't magnified. He I'll cannot make a mistake <clears throat> when when Peyton Manning throws a, a, an interception. It's not as as the, deadly as the W's go up a lot higher for Peyton Manning as opposed to a Jay Cutler. So there, you watch the Bear defense. It's not even the talent. They got receivers running free. Because Mel Tucker refuses to get out of his, his base defense. It's a terrible defense. The coach said we should do a little bit more with our running game. Eh, so, cause that's because Dick is, is, is... I don't buy that either. His I don't football think was... philosophy ended in 1987. <laughs> you, know, you give Forte 30 carries in a game, that's not going to win you. Forte averages what? Four yards? I don't know. At most? I mean, yeah, Dude, that's not going to win you the game. Their, their defense sucks. It and it's sucks. not because of the players. That sucks. Okay? Green Bay did not punt. Okay. <laughs> New England, did they punt? Did they punt once at the end? I think okay. so. Maybe when the one. other team doesn't punt, it doesn't fucking matter what Jay Cutler does. Jay Cutler... So you're defending Jay Cutler. I don't think Jay Cutler is a great quarterback. I think he is a good quarterback you, you can win you with. Are, you're on record saying he's the best quarterback the Bears ever had. Yeah, that doesn't say much. That doesn't say much. Because if I played for the Bears as quarterback, I'd probably be the second best. <laughs> Top five. Yeah. No, I mean, just they've never had they've never had the, the, the Peyton Manning. They've never had the Tom Brady. So, uh, Tucker aside, uh, we looking... To just wrap up the season, if Luke Luke was gonna say call it, what's the final uh, win loss with the Bears this year? Eight and eight. I said eight and eight at the beginning of the season, which is pretty sad. So if here's what I'm saying, they're coming off a bye week. I hope we're wrong, guys. I if really they do. beat if they beat Green Bay, I will hold out that they could sneak into the playoffs, salvage the season. I mean, yes. they almost have a have to have a perfect run. In order to get they the can playoffs. maybe well they can lose, lose maybe one maybe two more games yeah but they need to beat Green Bay and fucking Detroit's like six and two and they're fucking terrible okay <laughs> don't tell me Detroit's a good team they fucking suck they got their their quarterback just throws to one guy and when that guy's not in there their offense is terrible <sighs> and it's Detroit seriously yeah. why don't why don't we just give Detroit to Canada what a fucking shithole <laughs> I've only driven through it once. It's just, it seems really dilapidated and a lot of graffiti everywhere. But, it's, it's a horrible place. Uh, it's an American city. You kind of want to make sure that... That's what I, I, don't, I don't like people driving through Chicago and saying it's a shitty place. You know what I'm saying? Because I think Chicago is pretty awesome. It is. But... You know the shitty parts of Chicago? i got colleagues that are like, oh, it's Chicago. You know, bang, bang, Al Capone. Like, well, yes, you still think of that shit. Because Al Capone was, you know, that's famous. But at the pro- the problem is people still think you go to Chicago and it's like Rio de Janeiro. Good job, IOC Olympic Committee, you fucking morons. But You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's be honest. Okay, Chicago's got gang violence. Every city has gang violence. Yes, that's There's what they're cities in Nebraska that have gang violence. <laughs> Kind of makes me laugh. Those but, three guys. But you, you know, you know the shit. Think of the shitty, this town. Think of the shittiest part of Chicago. Okay, used that you to can be think of Cabrini Green. I used when to they walk ripped that down, Cabrini and they ripped the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Down. Um, think of this. I mean, right, right where U.S. Cellular Field is. Okay. <laughs> it was that a dig? Yeah. Um, but just think about the shittiest part of Chicago. That is like all I love of that place. That is like all of the. <laughs> Or three-quarters yeah. of Detroit. I mean, that's what it is, and that's why it's such a hole. And it's cold, and it's it's right next to Canada. You could just say, hey, 
Canada. <laughs> Are you going to spend waste money trying to get Detroit back, or just kind of go? There you go. Detroit. <laughs> Here's a here's a here's a, here's a here's a here's a Christmas present. Here you go, enjoy Canada. So we uh, we didn't have many topics for today because I was very lazy. Um, there was one I wanted to touch upon. I don't even know where we're at in the show. Holy shit, we've been talking a lot. Um, there's this thing called GamerGate. Are you familiar with GamerGate? Is it is it yes, a controversy they, they, where they, they threw gate yes, on the end? They, so that, that I the, don't want to talk about it. it. Well, if you refer to it as Gamergate, I will refuse to the, acknowledge. I, I kind of had a feeling you'd go that route, so I'll tell you what it is. I get, have I even have I voiced the the my? Yeah, we're, I we're, did. That was one of the like. Let's just talk about the title of it. Okay, right. I can't remember. See, I don't remember what we talk about. I, I, no, I hate never, the word we've gate. Never, we never. I hate it. that it, people are so uncreative that they cannot. Think of any better thing to, to than to add gate. Watergate was a fucking hotel, okay? It doesn't make sense out of context. I just want to point out, I haven't even mentioned the topic yet. I fucking hate when, when these, these experienced journalists just throw gate on the end of it. Fuck off! Get See, some creativity! It, it's really funny. They, they talked about it on the Colbert Report, and he... He almost did the same bit. Like, the, I mean, it's not even a bit you're doing. But you had no idea that that was on his show, and he was like, "No, I don't want you." And this has absolutely nothing to do with the Watergate Hotel. But you know, let's just continue calling it Gamergate. Okay, now what is this game? All right, I don't want to get get you the whole scenario because it takes forever to explain it. But I will give you the one part of it um, that has come out because it's a long story. Uh, essentially. I want, I want your opinion on this. There are uh, feminists out there. Lovely. That, uh, regardless if you agree or disagree with them, there are feminists out there that are stating that they're, they're gamers. They're in the gaming community. They like video games okay. as much as we do. All right. However, they have pointed out that games are primarily made for uh, men. Okay. And they were pointing out very specific examples. There's actually a famous uh, feminist who's been doing a web series about it, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Anika Sheriska. I fucked up her name. I'll, I'll find it later and okay. dub it in. But she did like all these profiles and showing basically how everything is rescue the princess. Okay. All male heroes. Okay. Uh, and, and more popular games is graphic depiction. Women are hookers. Okay. That you could, you know, rape. Beat up, okay. steal the money back, right. or they're models and something uh, like they're strippers, or they're always like fodder. They're cannon fodder, basically. They're, okay, they're plot points. Okay, and she goes a message to developers making the games. You have a lot of female people in the gaming community. We would like to see less of this interpretation of women, and we would like to see something that's not as depowering as what. You're showing. You think of games like Grand Theft Auto uh-huh. and fucking Assassin's Creed. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you're just going, oh, okay, because you're like trying to get your point. <laughs> you, I wish you guys could see his face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got the answer. Right, you want the right. answer. So, well, okay, that's the first part of the story. Okay. I don't want you any opinion on what I just said. What's, just the, yet. what's the controversy? Second part of the story. Okay. The internet can be quite the crybaby. And quite the asshole when it comes to people's opinions. Okay. So, uh, a few females have voiced their opinions. Mm -hmm. And regardless if you think they're bad or good, people have attacked them. 
Okay. By posting shit on their Twitter accounts and all this, like, you deserve to be raped. Okay. You're fucking awful. Okay. I'm going to come to your house and kill you. I'm also going to post your personal information online. Yeah. So so these women who have spoken out, Mm -hmm. just because they had an opinion, now have their personal information splattered all over online. Uh, one of the women That'll were given a, were, uh, <laughs> That'll teach them for voicing their opinion. One of them were given a speech at a college, and they called it a bomb threat, you know, before she gave her speech. And so... There's so many levels I can address Yeah, let's, 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 let's hear Luke. And so this, this is not the entire controversy surrounding what I'm talking about, but this is the most popular aspect of it. So I just wanted your opinion on okay. their thoughts right. and the backlash that Let's start with this. I yeah. play games. Yes, so okay. do I. I well, uh, okay. Um, I have a PS4 at home. Mm-hmm. If games are that important to you that you're going to call in a bomb threat, you're a fucking loser. Okay? <laughs> now, this is people on the internet. I know. So we're on the internet. <laughs> I'm on the internet. I don't, I don't, I don't post people's Here. personal information that I disagree with. The backlash could come just as easy for um, somebody you and, like you and me down I don't give a fuck. You couldn't, yeah. I'm right, so it doesn't matter. Um, all right, it, you're a loser if, if you're that offended that someone wants games because it's never going to change. And then I'll take you to the first point you made. Money. Most of the people who play are men. Yeah. Okay. I would agree with that. And I, th- uh, I think it's, a, I think a large... What are, game, what are gaming, playing? what are gaming sales? A huge or off huge search. billions, yeah. right? Well, it, it's actually shifting from what you and I are used to, like buying a system and put it in front of your television, mm-hmm. and it's going to tablets and and phones now. Okay, that's becoming the big thing. Okay, so, um, billions. Yeah, billions and billions of dollars, bigger than the movie industry in some respects. Mostly so. men play. Men want to be men heroes. Mm-hmm. You're still playing, feminists that are okay. Are you giving it up? No, you're going to keep playing. You're going to keep buying the games. So the devil's advocate in me always has to do the follow-up. Do you think that women should be... like? Let's take a look at movies. Movies has women portrayed in that aspect. But mm-hmm. at the same time, there's plenty of movies that sure. don't. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's a fine mm-hmm. amount of movies. Huge okay. amount. Gamers aren't like that. Like Games are basically... There's maybe like one or two video game heroes that are women. Okay. You know, but they're always like cleavage clad fucking dude. You know. Success is success. Hey, I point to the dollar signs. So you're just going with. I'm. I. I until the money it rotates. You know the other what? Direction. I'm sorry you disagree with our portrayal, but the proof you're is in the pudding. The yep. The proof is in the fucking pudding. Okay, so we're gonna lose. Uh, how many men would would buy a game with a, a female hero? Well, Unless the game is just, yeah. I mean, it's spectacular. It's got to you know, be pretty damn good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I personally, I don't care. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I don't buy a game because of who the hero is. I buy it because it interests me or it seems like a cool game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry that they make the, the women on the game look sexy. I don't want my you know hero of my game to be Melissa McCarthy. Um, but the proof's in the pudding. You're not going to change the world. You're not going to change gaming um, because you think that it's a, a bad portrayal of women. Sorry, it's money. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can agree with you that until the money starts shifting in another direction, 
there's unlikely going to be any kind of change with it. But man, the internet is a fucking bitch. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's be honest. Are they really hurting anybody by voicing their concerns? No. It's like anybody, no. they have an opinion on Well, something. you got to think of, you got to consider the, the source of it. This is part, the people that are doing this are probably fucking super geeks that sit in front of their TV for 16 hours a day playing these games. Yeah. And they I feel I, offended that I compete some against some of these insane. fucktards. Okay. <laughs> Um, I, I play. Heard you say fucktard in a long time. I I play the games and I see them on the you know those I play the sniper game and some of these fucking guys that know every little nook and cranny and every little thing and you know they're probably they're, off, eh, right? they're sitting in front of their TV with a bag of Doritos and eh, I'm gonna sit here for three days ah, you know there's guys that every time I log on these guys are playing every time. <laughs> And I play, I play, I'll go a day without playing, then I'll play like an hour and a half the next day, and then maybe an hour the next day, and then I'll miss a day. So, I mean, I play, it's my unwind time, you know, but I never sit for like a full day. I got, I have a life. I, I go have sex with my wife. Okay. I'm sorry, gamers. Um, I know you guys aren't getting laid. But I have learned to balance my life. I have, I have a job. Uh, I have a car. I have hobbies. I'm in theater and stuff. I have a very pretty wife that thinks I'm sexy as fuck. And I need to please her. And you have your fucking game. Okay? Stop sending in death threats. Come on. You have your game. And I get it, but you're not going to... People have opinions, and should they're going to voice their opinion. Yeah, the women are portrayed horribly. But guess what? I reserved Grand Theft Auto, and I am going to punch a bitch. <laughs> and I'm going to have a good fucking time doing it. And it doesn't make me a, a rapist. It doesn't make me hate women. It's just I have the opportunity to do some fucked up shit on the video game, and I am damn well going to do it. It is my constitutional right. It is the fucking, like, Third Amendment. Uh... You know, freedom of fucking shit up on video games. Uh, I've been saying that whenever I hear somebody talk for a long time. I've, I've gained myself a new catchphrase. It's pretty awesome. Nice. Uh, um, <laughs> we run, what are we at on time? Do we, are we doing Dr. Luke? No, we're not going to do Dr. Luke. We got, we're got 56 minutes in, but I have some fun stuff to finish up the show with. And uh, I don't even think we'll get to the Jonah story. Um, <clears throat> we have a couple couple different questions for you, little scenarios. Okay. And we're going to put you through, okay? All right. Uh, these were stolen, so none of this is my original material, but I thought these were fantastic. And I'll give you the source material. Do I them. need to be Dr. Luke for no, this? You could be. I'll put the, the house music right here. And there it is. All right. Okay. Dr. Luke is in the office. <laughs> So, Dr. Luke, all right, this comes from uh, a podcast, my favorite podcast uh, right now. Right now, it's, it's still my favorite podcast of all time, is uh, Tell Em Steve Dave. It's uh, from the Smodcast Radio Network. It's the same guys on the Comic Book Men uh, show on uh, AMC. Their, their show has been around since 2009. These guys, that, that whole show comes from that podcast. And it is, I like to think of mine and Luke's show is the same variation of this it's three guys sitting around and talking no agenda they don't fucking plan anything out it's just right. friends talking which is pretty awesome but uh they they had some guests on and this is a question they ask a lot of people okay and i thought you would uh like to chime in on it so mm -hmm. you have a time machine loop mm -hmm. and you have a knife and you can go back in time 
to kill baby Hitler, knowing mm. what you know, can you do it? Yep. No problem whatsoever. So he's a baby. But I know what he does. You know what he does, but he's still a baby. Yeah, sucks to be him. <laughs> I find the little baby, I identify him by his little mustache, and I stab the fuck out of him. You had no hesitation in it. The dude slaughtered... But you six, still a baby. Like I just saved, I saved six million, six million lives. I can't, I can't, more, man. more. World War Two never well, happens. One of the guys said, "I raise him till he's twelve, then I slash his." <laughs> I'd stab the fuck out of him. I am the exact opposite of Jonah. All right, question one is uh, done. Okay. The next stuff comes from uh, Waddle and Sylvia on ESPN One Thousand. They have a little game called Would You Rather. Okay. These are great, great questions. Would you wait? I'll, would you? Would you go oh, back? Would you stab I, no, sorry, baby Hitler? back to baby Hitler. Holy shit! I don't. I don't think I could stab him. I'd have to like throw him out a window or something and not see the results. So I would never know if he actually died or something. You I'd would just look. be like, uh, you, you know, would I'd... look. <laughs> you would look. But come on, you got the blade in your hand. You're like, you'd, you'd hear the. Can't do it. You'd hear the splat and then you'd kind of pause and then you'd just peer out the window. Right into you're gonna get a disease. Would you kill baby Hitler? Come on. Okay, Waddle and Sylvie, would you rather? Um, all right, so they had a couple different questions. Okay. All right. Would you rather be a high school bus driver Okay. or a prison bus driver, prisoner bus driver? Um, Ooh, there's a little pause. The gears are turning. Uh, prisoner. Prisoner? Yeah. Uh, so... so any reason, any follow-up to why you'd be a prisoner as opposed to the high school? Because a prisoner... Because I can hit prisoners. The prisoner, there's always a threat that somebody's got nothing left to lose. And Have you seen the high schools? There's always a threat now. <laughs> I, I, uh... I think, I think when... Allison was one, he's like, oh, you got to bring up these questions. I was like, I think I would go with prisoner, too. I think that's what I said initially. Because I, I can't stand... You, you know, at least the prisoner bus would be quiet. Yeah. Shut up! And they're in chains. If I could chain up high schoolers, I'd drive for the high school. <laughs> Next question. All right. For a month, would you rather have your wife dress up in a clown outfit or wear clown makeup? You can only choose one. Clown outfit. <laughs> no matter where she's going. I could take the, the clown outfit off of her. <laughs> So the makeup is what, too yeah, creepy get, for you? No, I would just get on the sheets and <laughs> she'd kiss me. I'd have clown shit on my face. I don't know. That was easy. Uh, the, this whole month, uh, my buddy Rich, I have put up a juggalo. You know what a juggalo is? Yeah. You know what a juggalo is? They're the fan, fans of Insane Clown Posse, which are just, uh, they're a treat to look at. I got to tell you, if you ever feel bad about yourself, look up juggalo on the mm-hmm. internet and you'll, you'll feel instantly better about your life yeah. and everything about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it's like people with mullets. You know you're better than somebody when you see them. <laughs> well, yeah, I did. Uh, it was Jugtober for Rich, and I put up a, uh, a different Which is struggle. awesome. Yeah. I am a great fan of taking a joke like eight steps too far. <laughs> and the final one, of course, I had to put him in the clown makeup. Yeah. And his name was Dickie Stretchnuts, which I thought was pretty appropriate. So. I, I have a guy that works for me that... Did I tell you this story about mm-hmm. the... He messed up his birthday on Facebook, and so I said happy birthday to him. He's like, well, it's really not my birthday. So I said, fuck you. I'm going to say happy birthday every day now. 
and I. How looked, long has it gone? Uh, I stopped. I think last he he was sick, and uh, I didn't see him for a couple days. But I on Facebook and when I'd see him at work, I'd put Happy Birthday, and it became a running joke. The same people would like it, like they said they would look for it. And I I did it for about uh, two and a half months. I'm not his friend. Maybe I should put one on there. So, hey, heard it was your birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, and he, he was like, it's not my birthday. I said, that's all right. So I said, happy birthday. <laughs> and he, when he was sick, he texted, he messaged me and said, uh, I just left the hospital. I have a, a respiratory infection. Oh, geez. And I said, that sucks. Feel better. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, uh, if, if I have to answer the question, I'd go on clown outfit, too. Because I think the makeup, it's not so much the smearing of the sheets. That would creep me the fuck out. Like, clowns are creepy as shit. I'm not creeped out by clowns. Clowns are creepy, man. All I think of is, what's his face? Uh, that, that serial killer, the fat one. John Wayne Gacy. That's the one. That well, clown. See. Nick Simon puts up that clown painting every now and then. He'll, like, he'll text it to me. Just John, him, like, waving with the balloon. Just, yeah. Oh, it's so creepy. See, I, I'm creeped out by John Wayne Gacy because he's a serial killer that rapes boys. As a clown. But he's a serial killer. <laughs> it's not like he's better when his makeup's off. Actually, one of my old managers back at Babbage's, the video game store, was his neighbor from across the street. Oh, lovely. And uh, he still remembers, like, the day the police come to get John. I remember that. Yeah, day. he's like, I, you were probably too. You were too young. You probably weren't even born. I wasn't born yet. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. know. If I was born. I was born, but I, I think it was like the eighties when they they came. And Late seventies, I think. Oh well, either way, I remember my parents had the news on, and it was kind of unfolding on the news, and I was watching, and didn't you know at the time didn't connect it, but as the story started to come out, I remember hearing the bits and pieces of it it's and going, creepy, "Wow, that's just." Fucked up. Well, then he they have the same thing. He and of course, was, he was it was a quiet guy. Yeah, he never yeah, talked to anybody. Yeah, yeah. It, but it was in Chicago, and at that time, my mind did not like. I remember asking my dad, "Why do they sing the national anthem when the Bears aren't playing at home?" Thinking that that was our national anthem. Ah, okay, as a kid, <laughs> and, America. and wondering why my parents don't vote for the Chicago mayor. I said, "Are you going to vote for the Chicago mayor?" And they said, "We don't live in Chicago. We uh, live in Palos Park." And it didn't connect. I, it was to me, it was Illinois was Chicago, and the Bears and the Cubs, and that was ours in our country. That was our, you know, this is me as like so at you, like your universe at like five yeah. years old. That's as far as it expanded. So it happened in Chicago, and I went, "Oh, okay, Chicago." Yeah. Like if it had happened out of the state, I would have been like. Why do we care about this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got I got one left for you. Okay. Uh, this this guy that's a good question for all the guys out there listening. <clears throat> so, would you rather have your wife all the time? And this is all the time. Dress like a complete hua. All right, cleavage, ass hanging out. Okay. Kind of makes you uncomfortable. Guys are going to be leering at her. Okay. Or dress. Ultra conservatively, looks like a librarian everywhere you go. Never shows any skin. She might as well just have the beekeeper outfit on at this point because she does not no. want to show anything. But you can only have it one way or the other. Librarian, you go in the librarian. Librarians are That's fucking good. sexy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you still have the you still have the time together. You know, when you're home and you still get sexy time. But like the librarian is sexy and the outfit can come off. But I, I think it comes to the problem when I when, when I was really debating this one, like mm-hmm. the conservative outfit. No matter where you're at, a wedding or a timeout, she mm-hmm. still looks like this mousy brother. Brother, <laughs> listen to me. All right, I'm listening. Think it. Think it. Envision this. You tie the hair in a bun. <laughs> 
No. One little pull, one pull of a, one pull. Yes, let me finish. <laughs> I didn't say anything. One pull of a, <laughs> we were going to cut me off. One pull of a bobby pin and it falls out. The glasses. Okay. The little cardigan that's buttoned up, but you can sort of see the boobs poking out of it. Oh, you mean like from the side? Just the, the, just a little bit of, you know, a little lump there. <laughs> the tight little dress that she's got to wear. All right. Look, okay. you're... Uh, the you're, nylons. Yeah, now you got to give you a few minutes. <laughs> this podcast is going to be 30 minutes. I'm going to go see my wife. <laughs> okay. Um, so what, what would be your main uh, nay to the dress like a hua all the time? Because you can't take her certain places. Yeah, you think it's like... yeah. And it gets it gets old. It's like, okay, yeah, I see your fucking ass hanging out. <laughs> You know? So you leave something to the imagination the other There's way. There's a certain point where you kind of go, yeah, you're, that look just looks fucking trashy. I gotta... You gotta agree? I, I, well, I really think I do gotta agree. I mean, I, I when I was weighing the two options, I was... I really thought about it because it would be nice to see her dressed all scandalous, but at the same time... But it's time, your wife. Yeah. You know what's going yeah, on underneath the know. clothes. So it's not like you're like... Sh- you know, it's almost like I'd rather see like someone else that's hot dressed a little slutty because you're only going to get that glimpse it was at like, that moment. Like somebody walking down the street, you go, ooh, that looks nice. And then you move on. Somebody always said it was like, well, it's all the time. And I was just thinking to myself like, yeah, but once in a while I would really like her to dress kind of slutty and we go out or something like that. But yeah... I gotta if I have to weigh them, yeah, I gotta go the conservative route, like buttoned up. So Luke speaks truth. Uh, any of you guys out there would like to weigh in on those questions? That's fine. You had uh, you want to end the show? You had a story. <laughs> well, I found out last night I never told this, and I didn't. I thought I did. I mean, I've told the story a bunch of times. Um, and Jonah actually brought up at the at the party. See, sort of a Jonah story. He said, uh, <laughs> <laughs> "You never you never told this story because Amy Amy it's one of Amy's favorite stories." And uh, I got my friends from California, um, Joe, who we make fun of for being short, uh, and Cisco, um, we make cards. fun of when he gets drunk. He, For some reason, we were playing cards at his house, and he got drunk and put on a jazz station and started dancing around. He looked like Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah, he's dancing around. He's got, you know. That's one of the topics I forgot to talk about, Bill Cosby. <laughs> Holy shit, we got to save it for next week. All okay. right. Um, well, those two and then a couple other guys came to Chicago to visit. And one of our things was we went downtown and got a hotel on the north side. And if you've been up on the north side and around Wrigley, you know there's no hotels right there. Mm. So we got a hotel like sort of in the theater district, which is walking distance to Wrigley, about eight blocks or so. I think I know where that is. And it's yeah. right next to Boys Town. It's where the Briar Street Theater is and all that? Is that my saying? Yeah, right. right. It's like yeah. Belmont, right where that Giordano's is on okay. Belmont. Okay. <laughs> we got a hotel there. Um, we were going to stay, and then the Dodgers were in town playing the Cubs. So we were going to the game. The They're all Dodgers day. fans, right? Yeah, except for uh, Caesar, who came. He's a Giants fan, so he was a Cub fan that day. I got you. <clears throat> um, which, by congratulations, Caesar, on your team winning the World Series for the third time in five years. Dynasty. Um, at least. Yeah. At, at, if not, Knott's Landing. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, we go to we, we we go out and we're drinking at bars. We're going to a bunch of different bars, and it gets late. It's like you know one thirty two in the morning, and most of us were like, "Let's go. We're going to the game in the morning. Go back to the hotel." And Joe and Cisco said, "No, fuck you guys. You guys are pussies. We want to go out." <laughs> okay. Always, that's a guy code. Like fuck every. There's one guy in every group. Okay, so they go out. I go home, go to sleep, or go to the hotel. I wake up. Cisco comes in. He's like, "Hey." So we went to that bar that's like kitty corner from the hotel. 
It's called Berlin. It's a gay bar. And so he starts telling me the story. They went in there and they're like, all right, you know, music's good, whatever. They go up to the bar and they get a drink and the bartender said, here you go, sexy. Okay. So we looked around and it was all dudes. And they go, and we realized it's a gay bar. And the very next thing they say is, so then we went in the bathroom. Okay. Now, if you're at all familiar with the sub-gay culture, the, the gay, guys are a little more promiscuous and will at times retire to the bathroom to do whatever guys do yeah. to each other okay guys will fuck anything. and i you know i've uh, have gay friends that have confirmed this like he said i've been to this club this gay club and there is a mirror above the urinals on the ceiling so you can look up and see everybody's dick say, like gay or straight guys are still fucking guys yeah yeah okay so, which made me laugh. I'm like, you went to the bathroom. We're like, ah, you know, and they stayed for a drink and maybe a second one. And then they left. Yeah. No big deal. But the funny thing is, is Cisco tells me this and says, don't tell Joe because we agreed not to tell anybody. So I said, okay. Five minutes later, I see Joe. Joe says the exact fucking same story to me. And the, the, the humor in it is they're telling me. The one who is going to rip them apart for a lifetime. Yeah. I would have never mentioned the story yeah. to you. Yeah. Okay. So... They argue with me. They're like, well, you've you got to stay in a gay hotel. How is a hotel gay? <laughs> okay. But the bellhop was very gay. Okay. Very flamboyant. All right. Um, so we're leaving. We got our bags. We're going to go put them in the car and then go to the game. Walking out, we get out on the street. I go, okay, we got to go up this street. Da, da, da. And we hear, sir, sir. I turn around. There's the bellboy, and he's holding... I can't even, for a visual, it's an industrial-sized thing of Vaseline. <laughs> so think about the size of a saucepan that you would make macaroni and cheese. That's how big this fucking thing was. Okay. <laughs> Sir, is this yours? Did you drop this? He says it to Joe. Now, I'm going to give you multiple choice of how you would have answered. Would you have said No. Or would you have said yes? Uh, assuming it's not mine, I'd probably say, no, that's not mine, man. Dude. What if it is yours? If it is mine, no, that's not mine. Exactamundo. <laughs> Joe said, pause. Yeah. We fucking ripped him. Why the fuck do you have an industrial? And he goes, it's for chap lips. I put it on my lips and I go... That is a 60-year supply of chap lip Vaseline. And when you go to a gay bar the night before, and then the gay bellhop asks you if this is your industrial-sized Vaseline, you fucking say no. So to this day, and this is like Amy's favorite rip, because we rip on Joe for being short. Mm. Amy will dig this at him. And you know Amy. She's very nice. No, she doesn't nice seem to dig at anybody. Oh, yeah. she will. She will. You know, Joe's birthday. You know, what'd you get for your birthday, Vaseline? <laughs> um, I've never seen her rip anybody. She ter- she'll she'll bust Joe's balls about nice. this. And she'll bust Cisco and Joe's balls about going to the gay bar. <sighs> um, and that's my story. I didn't. I can't, Jonah said that. And people like that story, apparently. And they, they said, I can't believe you've never told that story. And I said... I, like I said, I don't remember what we talk about, but there's your story, and we'll make it a Jonah story. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, he told you to tell it. <laughs> yeah, Jonah told me to, to tell it. So there's your Jonah story of the uh, week. Next week we'll continue on that theme uh, because I have a story about Luke and Jonah that did something to somebody that's very friendly with the show, uh, me, and put me in a situation where I didn't realize I was in. So you remember this? No idea. No idea. Yeah, good times. All right, man. You got anything else? Uh, no, no, I'm good. Yeah, we got a lot of conversations in today. We appreciate everyone listening. Uh, yeah. Oh, my show opens this weekend. <laughs> yes. Give us the details. That was the last Morris, thing I saw. Morris Theater Guild. So I'm down in Motown. A little give bit of hit. Any, any detail you can. Uh, we, if, if you got it. So. I don't remember. No. Um, you can look it up online. Morris, org, Or you can look them up on Facebook. Um, it's God's favorite. It's Neil Simon. We open Friday. It runs Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, it's a comedy. Very lighthearted. With a message. It's funny. Um, which, I, which role do you play? I play the oldest brother, the... the uh, um, what's the son that goes... It's a retelling of the story of the Job. Oh, okay. okay. I know you're and I'm the son, that the wayward son that comes back into the flock. We'll post thing. all the information on our Facebook yeah. page as well. So. I'm a... Yeah, and I, I basically play myself. I'm a dry, arrogant, <laughs> sarcastic... It's a real fucking stretch for you, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm not acting. Alright, so uh, definitely go see Luke in his show if you get the opportunity to do so. I will be gone the next couple of days, going to Viva Las Vegas, so I'm sure nice. I'll bring some fun stories home. The show is it. the reason why I'm not going to Las Vegas. Yeah, it's a shame. Otherwise, you'd be right next to me. Um, other than that, man, we got quite a few things that I am planning uh, behind the scenes. I, th- I think you guys will like what's coming down the pipe. So, Oh, you have a fan, by the way. Oh, I do. Uh, remember the, the 39 Steps? Yes. Uh, the director. She loves you. She, I really li- I really like that Nick guy. I love you too, girl. I love you too. That was my sexy voice. How's yeah. that one? Yeah. She's a big fan <laughs> of yours. She told me last night she really loves you. She thinks you're great. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate everyone who listens to the show. Keep listening. Keep spreading the disease. Uh, for Luke... This is Nick. Go get a disease, everybody. <laughs>